0: Hi, Dr. Rorick, I'm back, Rorick Knows Podcast. Let's talk about something that's really been very confusing on social media. It's called facelifting. It doesn't sound like it should be confusing, but it's so much hype out there. The mini facelift, the deep plane facelift, the biplane lift and fill, where does it all fit in and when should you get it? is really one better than the other or is it all hype? So let's just start with face lifting. I mean, face lifting is a procedure that's been done for well over a hundred years and, and it started out as a skin lift, you know, where you just lifted the skin and you know, those results, they looked okay, but they didn't last long. And many times, especially if you pull the skin in a different direction, especially vertically, didn't really look good. So many times throughout the history of plastic surgery, we've reinvented the wheel. And then of course, about 50, 60 years ago, we started going to the deeper layers called the SMAS, you know, the Skoog SMAS type facelift, which really, really changed how we understand facial aging. And I think using the deep layer in conjunction with the superficial skin layer really helped us to understand that you could get a, a longer and better result and a more natural result. Because it's all about getting a natural result because the worst thing you can do is give an unnatural or kind of that windswept LA Hollywood look, you know, where you know, remember as plastic surgeons, we're in the face protection, not witness protection program. You know, you don't want to know who they you know, there's some people, you know, you don't know who they are until they sing. I mean You know, the Kenny Rogers phenomenon, that's not a good thing for us. So, but the most recent thing has been about mini lifts and the quick lift and the, the deep plane lift and all those things that they purport, you know, that's better. And of course they show Instagram photos, you know, the pre and post ops never match. They don't go multiple views. And, you know, it's just, it's very confusing to the to consumer. And I'm just responding to what my patients ask me every day. You know, I do a lot of facelift surgery. I'm a, I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon that lives in Dallas, Texas. So, you know, I, I see these patients all the time. And I see a lot of these patients that have had these quote-unquote Instagram-type lifts. So, so, what really is a facelift? What really is with a facelift, you're really trying to restore to normal, to a more youthful look, the face that's aged. And when we understand how we age, the signs of aging, that's the key to giving you what I think is the best result. And the best result is a natural result, not one that looks like it's been pulled or like you're in a, in a wind tunnel prepping for an aircraft carrier. You don't want to do that. You want to look natural and you want to look like you. And I think that's should be your signature. And that's why you know, the things I do are related to the science of aging and to, and to reverse that. So I think I'm going to end with what I think is probably the key pearls. It's not so much the plane, it's how you analyze the face and how you approach it to restore to a youthful look. And if you don't understand how people age, you really shouldn't be doing facelift surgery. And I think that's the most important thing that I'm going to have as a take-home point. So, so let's start out with, you know, the mini lift. I mean, I don't even know Anything that's got a word mini lift on it, or mini anything, usually shouldn't be done. I mean, it's kind of a poor excuse for doing something that could be an operation. When people say, I want a mini facelift, or I want a mini tummy tuck, I mean, those indications are so minimal. Maybe they're for, you know, little things that are done that really don't work well and don't last long. So I don't really know what a mini anything is in plastic surgery, because usually it doesn't work. And, And so whenever you hear that in an ad or an Instagram, I would not walk, I'd run away from that. So many anything really is kind of a misnomer. So don't do that. And then there's the SMAS facelift. The SMAS facelift is probably the most accepted facelift type. And there are many variations. Everybody's put their name on it, you know, and all kinds of time. But basically, it's, it's where you're deep, you're uh, working with the deep layers. And then In conjunction with the superficial layers. And if you do them separately, which I like to do because aging occurs in different layers. So, so I like to use a a biplane or a dual plane type facelift because your, your, your skin aging ages differently than your deep layer. Your deep layer ages much different. So you should separate them and actually position them in a different vector. So those are the biplanar facelifts. So But I think a real facelift has to have some component of a SMAS, which is the deep investing layer that goes around the deep musculatures. And the SMAS really affects the lateral part of the face. You really can't do a lot to the central part of the face, especially if you've had facial fat loss, which is the key. The key to modern facial rejuvenation is restoration of fat because the key to facial aging today is loss of fat. Just think of it as a structural support to the face. The structural support to the face are the bones, but the most important one that is your genome, your ID is your facial fat and how it ages. And we described that in 2007 on facial fat compartments. And they all age differently, the deep versus the superficial compartments. And the modern facelift has to have a component of facial fat augmentation or grafting. If it doesn't, I don't care what name it has, Vertical, horizontal, whatever, deep plane—it's not truly going to be one that looks good, lasts long, without a lot, without a lot of makeup and, and and photos in the distance. Okay, so that's what I see all the time, and I see these patients—you know—that had these quote-unquote uh, expensive facelifts from Instagram, and those patients aren't happy, and I think that's why. I, this is to help you become a more educated you. So what works? I think a facelift that has any type of SMAS layer that gives you a more vertical positioning of the deep layer, whatever it's called, everybody has their own name, but it's really a SMAS alter, you know, alteration, whether it's a, a SMASectomy or SMAS stacking or anything. You know, I prefer you know to use a lift and fill where I'm actually altering the deep layer and lifting it separately from the from the superficial skin layer which is a dual plane or a or a biplanar facelift and that's really in my experience and my hands has worked the best to give a natural more long-lasting results and the deep plane facelift is more like the older composite lift where basically you know you're lifting them as a uniplane and you're basically pulling it and lifting it up now in a younger patient that may be fine but in an older patient you know, where aging of the skin is different than the deep layer, it doesn't look good. And, and doing too much vertical restoration does not look good in those patients. I've seen those patients. They they look like something is not quite right. And they sometimes look over windswept. And I think that's what people don't like. So it's good to restore the jawline. It's good to remove the jowls. You can do that with a multiple different ways. So So you know the hottest thing recently has been the deep plane facelift, which really is not a new thing at all. You know it's 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 really a, 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 a variation of the of the deep SMAS layer, so it's not really a new thing, and it's just like the neck lift, which I'll talk about as well. So so helping you understand that you have to do more than the skin and doing the deeper layer like the SMAS is important, and also combining that with central facial fat grafting so that's the trilogy you know the skin elevation and the and the deep layer manipulation in a more vertical way and then central facial fat grafting is so important and not just you know the shotgun approach to fat grafting, where you're just fat grafting everything. It's selective fat grafting of the deep layers, which is different fat than the superficial layers. So when I fat graft somebody, I I use different fat for the deep layer, which is a larger fat than the superficial layer. And that's just how you process the fat. You centrifuge it different. And I think that's different. So selective fat grafting, selective use of different types of fat is very important because you're trying to restore what has really been lost or has become atrophic with aging. So, central facial fat grafting with multiplanar facelifting gives you a much more natural look. And all the studies have shown that when you alter the deep layer in some way, that gives you more longevity. Now, the different types of facelifts, there's been no good study to show that one is definitely different or better than the other. But the ones that have a component of the SMAS layer, that deeper layer, and altering that, especially in the vertical component, has really has added more longevity and a more natural look. But the more vertical you do, especially if you're using it with the skin, it makes it more abnormal. And you can see that in patients that have a lot of actinic changes, because if you really uh, ratchet up the skin vertically. You can see that when they when you look at them on the side view that that whole side of their face is just pulled up and it looks a little gaunt and I think that's what's important to understand. So, know before you go. So, the lift and fill type of facelift, three components, you know, biplanar, lifting the outer layer more vertically, central facial fat augmentation is very, very important. That's very, and, and then altering how you adjust the vertical positioning of your skin closure, you know, with the skin different than the deep layer. And then the other thing that I always see, it's not just a facelift. There's so many ancillary techniques and that's not the real purpose of this podcast, but often we do skin resurfacing uh, chemical peels, laser resurfacing rhinoplasties, And of course, most of the time I'm doing a combination of four of your blepharoplasty or eyelid surgery, because you want to combine your eyelid surgery with your facelift surgery to give you that more youthful look. Because when someone looks at you, you look at their eyes, their nose, and their lips. So you really want to do their face and eyes together. And then finally the neck, you know, any good facelift has to have a good neck lift. And there are many different variations of that. And just like with the facelift, you can't just pull the skin. You've got to alter the muscle. You've got to tighten the muscle. You've got to remove the fat. There's skin, muscle, fat. Now, if you want to do a deep, plain neck lift, I mean, that's your prerogative. Not everybody needs that or should have it. Maybe in deeper, in in patients that have significantly large fat necks or males, that's a a reasonable thing to do but that also carries more morbidity in those patients because you're removing you know glands you're you know part of your uh, submandibular gland and muscles that perhaps don't look good long term they'll make you look gaunt long term they may look good at a year or two but they won't look good long term so so it's all about redraping, repositioning the deep layers you know especially the you know Removal there of fat is very important in the face. You want to add fat in the neck. You want to remove it and reposition it. And in the neck, you also want to reposition and tighten the muscles, the platysmal muscle, which is the which is of a subcutaneous muscle in the face. And then in those situations, you know, like I mentioned, you know, you can do a deeper a deeper layer lift, but that's I think the exception and not the rule. And it does add morbidity because in the end, it's all about patient safety outcome. And not everybody should have the same procedure. The other thing about true artistic aspect of, of when you're selecting a plastic surgeon is that they have to individualize your facelift to your aesthetic features, which means, you know, your asymmetries, your one eye is bigger than the other eye. You have to customize every facelift so that it looks good on you. And if you do the cookie cutter facelift, no matter what it is, say so I'm having the deep plane or whatever, the vertical uh, type of facelift, I mean, that's, they're not for everybody. And that's the take home message. So know before you go, select a surgeon that understands the science of aging, that truly adds all those dimensions, uh, make sure they have some type of SMAS manipulation to lift the center, to to lift the outer, the deeper layers in a more vertical fashion, and then the skin in a different manner, and adding a fat. The addition of fat has transformed modern facial rejuvenation. And then all those other adjuncts that I mentioned, from skin resurfacing, blepharoplasty, brow lifts, and and, you know, the type of other procedures that I often do is a lip lift and earlobe reduction. All those things, just remember, since we live on the planet Earth, it's gravity and everything gets longer and you get more atrophic as we age. So you just can't selectively do one thing at a time. These things together, the filling, the lifting of the face with the shaping and, and the lip lift and laser resurfacing and all those things to restore your innate beauty and your natural beauty of when you, how you looked 10, 15 years ago is the key thing because You have to have a natural looking face. You don't want to go after you've had your facelift and go to somebody and go to a party or come out and after two to three weeks and say, wow, you know, you want the wow look of, wow, you look, you look great, you look like you've been working out or exercise, but you don't want to have the wow saying, wow, you look different and and, or you had a facelift. That's not what you want. So know before you go, select the board-certified plastic surgeon or facial plastic surgeon that really has expertise in this, who's a true expert. You know, look at their pre-op and post-op results, get through the hype, and make sure they're they're open and honest with you. So know before you go. Give me your questions. Give me your comments about facelift surgery, what works, what doesn't, and we're happy to help you. Remember, our goal here is to help you be a better you, a more informed you, and a more safer you. Enjoy.